body backlashes in the books and you're wondering how was the show well that's what you're here for so we got to figure out what just happened and this is another one of those stupid occasions stupid moments where the wwe has a b-level pay-per-view and it ends up being a banger so let's just dive into it we were in San Juan, Puerto Rico at the Coliseo de Puerto Rico, Jose Miguel Aguilar. And man, first things first, this crowd was amazing. This, this will go down as an all-time crowd. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic about that. They were hot from start to finish and they enhanced the show, the elevated matches. You, international crowds are so good and crowds can make or break a show. For example, if you go back and watch the first Hulk Hogan Rock match, watch that match on mute without the crowd. It's not a good match, but the crowd elevated it. So our first match of the evening was Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against EO Sky. And remember how I mentioned that crowd? Yeah, they gave Bianca Belair the John Cena at one night stand treatment. She was getting booed left and right. EO Sky was super, super, super over. And like, y'all know me. Y'all know I am an EO Sky fan. She is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Like, she eclipses most of the women on the WWE roster. There are very few women who I think are genuinely as good as EO in the ring. That's how good she is, okay? So we have the Raw, Raw Women's Championship match and with the crowd firmly behind EO, Bianca had to change things up. She didn't go full heel, but she leaned more into her power moves. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what he'll I give credit to Bianca for being able to shift that and seeing um, um, uh, the, the tide change. It was unexpected. Uh, like the crowd booed every slight movement from the champion. And EO worked beautifully, worked her magic. She worked over Bianca's left arm for most of the match and then started breaking out her high-flying moves. Everything that Bianca did got booed. Everything that... EO did was cheered and EO, was, Bianca didn't expect this from EO, EO's so good and there was moment after moment where I thought I genuinely thought EO was going to win, like, I picked EO to win, um, I just I just think it's it's time to finish with Bianca's run to do something else but man, EO was on fire and for all the casuals out there you really get to see how good EO is. And as, as Bianca tried to lean in more to her power, didn't work. There was one bad spot where she was gorilla pressing EO and she did it with one hand. She dropped EO right on her face and I was holding my breath. But um, EO had the champ's number and then when EO when EO hit the moose on Bianca and Bianca kicked out, damage control, damage control came down and they even gave EO the upper hand and it was close. It was like a 2.99999 count. Uh, uh, Bailey was holding on to Bianca's braid and the ref saw which, and that's where the tie turned. Bianca hit the KOD. One, 
two, three. But for those of you that don't know EO Sky, this was her coming out party. She was she was fantastic here. Man, I absolutely loved it, and I want more for, for her. I like this when it comes back to the draft. I don't like that they're all on the same show. I remember the last year's draft when it was like Liv was for Carmella. They had moved everybody to from SmackDown to Raw. They took Bianca and Damage Control just moved them all to SmackDown. So, like, that doesn't work. I, I wish they would have separated this feud. We go backstage. Ray meets up with Bad Bunny. They bring in the legend, Savio Vega, and the crowd loved it. Uh, Vega gave Bad Bunny a kendo stick with the Puerto Rican flag wrapped around it. It was it was really, really good. Next, Our next match was Omos versus Seth Rollins and... You can say this was, quote unquote, the weak one of the weaker matches on the card, but it was a good. It was it was a, a it was a good fight match. We knew Seth was winning, um, and what we got was Omos is going to get that big win against a big star to to fully solidify him. But he looked really good here. Um, it was like whatever Seth did, it wasn't working. He he hit he hit. Uh, uh, Omos with a couple curb stomps, he kicked out, and this was by far the best match of Omos's career. And Rollins said he would deliver Omos's best match, and he was right. Um, this was good. Omos is starting to catch on, and he, he's showing improvements, but it's the little things that he's working on that helps. And being in the ring with somebody like Seth Rollins, who can be creative, who can guide you, was great. Um, Omos has to start winning matches. Kind of like how I say, you know, LWO and the Alpha Academy have to start winning matches, but he, he's got to start winning matches because his booking isn't helping. But this was a fine, um, fine match. Next up, what I we have what I thought was the weakest of everything on the card. Uh, this was the triple threat match for the United States Championship of Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. And Austin Theory retained. His match only went about six minutes. Um, and I thought that was a little too quick. I think what really hurt this match was Theory didn't need to be in this match. The the true heat, even though, even though Lashley and Theory have heat, the real heat for this match is between Bronson Reed and, 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 and Bobby Lashley. And I think that's where we that's where we should have gone um it's the this isn't done between the three of them and despite Austin Theory getting his big win versus John Cena it doesn't it hasn't helped him it it hasn't there's been there's been nothing um Bronson Reed's impressive we know what last day is I, I want more I think once we get the the championship off of theory because if i if if i'm correct let me make sure i think wwe draft we, you know we just we just had this i i want to say um bronson reed is on the raw roster let me make sure i don't i don't i don't know off the top of my head Bronson Reed's on the Raw roster. So, like, he wasn't going to win the championship, which, you know, it, it, it makes sense because Gunther is on Raw and Theory is on SmackDown. But there, uh, this joint, it, this, this thing needed needed more. Um, next up, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship, 
with Rhea Ripley defending against Zelina Vega, and you knew Rhea was going to win. Rhea was Rhea won, but this was more. This was such an such an emotional match. Rhea came out first, I believe. Rhea came out first, and um, Zelina came out second, wearing a massive like Puerto Rican flag vest wings and she was just overcome with so much emotion like her mother and her stepfather was in the ring and you could just see it um in her face like she was she was actively crying uh like she's she's she dedicated the match to her father her father who had passed away in 9-11 um and the like this is the time where the emotion can get the better of the challenger which Corey Graves noted but Zelina this might have been the best Zelina has ever looked like just looks why she looked beautiful and amazing in the ring she looked great and we have something here Zelina was never going to win because even though she she got her moment, she got you know a couple near falls. She even hit the six one nine, which the crowd popped for. She hit she hit you know she 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 gave the Eddie Guerrero dance with the double knee. She she looked great. She was never going to win. But what it did do was solidify her as someone as competent as a good challenge. Because when Rhea was like, okay, I'm done with this, she hit the rip tie and it was over one two three. But it was after the match where. Zelina got a standing ovation and she was just so overcome with emotion but that they sold the underdog story they sold um this feel-good story and it worked beautifully all of this it it helped one creating the LWO but it also helped putting the LWO with Rey Mysterio and everyone's been elevated by this so Zelina getting that standing ovation it was it was great real I, I, I've been talking about Zelina this whole time I don't need to what, what more do we need to say about Rhea Ripley it's Rhea bloody Ripley she might be getting her name soon she's just it she's just good she's on fire right now um Rhea was impressive she was dominant when she needed to be. Her offense was crisp, fast. Rhea is so good. She leaned into the booze. Being, like, it's just, it was perfect. This, it was perfect. It was, it was perfect. All of it was perfect. Our next match was, which I thought should have been the main event. Bad Bunny Damien Priest in the San Juan Street fight. Damien Priest came out first, and he was wearing his white Judgment Day gear. Not only that, it matched Rhea, but it was also the gear he wore teaming with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania a couple years ago. So there's there's story here. And then Bad Bunny came out, and the pop, man, man, I'm Bad Bunny might be the greatest celebrity to be a part of the dirty beat like over mike tyson over logan paul over hugh jackman um over stephen amell these people did great something about bad bunny bad bunny in puerto rico it was man 
crowd singing, singing his interest music. Bad Bunny coming out, getting a shopping cart. It was, it was, it was beautiful. And, and this match did everything that was supposed to be. Um, Bad Bunny looked impressive here. Damian Priest dominated for a lot of it because he's he's the actual wrestler. You know, he's going to dominate Damian Priest. I mean, he's going to dominate um, Bad Bunny. And the the match really turned when the Judgment Day came out to uh, uh, help because be- because before that <laughs> Bad Bunny was murdered um, <laughs> Priest gave Bad Bunny a falcon arrow through like eight tables <laughs> and everybody came out to check on Bad Bunny and I give props to Bad Bunny for taking that spot for doing that spot because a lot of celebrities wouldn't do that remember when um MGK was powerbombed through a table off the stage by Kevin Owens. I give people props for that. And like Pierce and Adam Pierce came out, it was like, stop Pierce. Pierce was like, I'm not done with him. No, he asked for this. Um then and then, you know, um they recovered. We we got a reset and Bad Bunny started getting the upper hand until the judgment day came out and they were taking out uh they were just beating a healthy hell out of Bad Bunny. Then Ray came out to help Bad Bunny. It still wasn't enough because you know that damn numbers game. And then Carlito came out. And, you know, the crowd just just went nuts. It was like, like, uh, <sighs> um, uh, he was wearing an LWO shirt. He rushed the ring. He dropped Balor. Hit him with, uh, hit him with the backstabber. Took out the apple. Spit it at Dominic's face. Uh, and and and, and, and uh, Ray gave Dom um, a six one nine, and as the Judgment Day retreating, Savio Vega came out, and the crowd went crazy, and then the El, El Legato came out to, and they just got rid of everybody in the crowd. Like, this was uh, like this should have been the main event, um, and we got a reset, and they chased everybody, so it came down straight to uh bad bunny and damian priest and there was a chair set up in the corner uh, bad bunny threw damian priest into the chair throat first and hit the bunny destroyer the puerto rican destroyer whatever you want to call it got the one two three lwo sabi vega carlito came back out of celebrate bad bunny and damian priest was slumped in the barricade in the corners looking upset this was like some people could say it was overbooked, it wasn't overbooked. It was it was beautifully booked because it's a street fight. The crowd up this to no end, and it was a, it was a love letter to Puerto Rico and the Puerto Rican heritage. Bad Bunny and the priest were they worked great together because I think they're genuinely friends. Um, this was electric. Um, props to Damian Priest. This was just this was just great, and this is this is what wrestling can be. Man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Next up, we had the six-man tag match with the Bloodline. Jimmy J and Solo taking on Sammy KO and Matt Riddle. And this was a toss-up in who could have won, right? But the story was, where the Solo stand and what's going to happen if they lose this match. That's that's the real question. So I'll get to the end of it. The bloodline won. The bloodline won the match, but it was the infighting between the Usos and their little brother. 
and Solo won the match. And there was a point where Solo was going crazy and he was about to hit, I think, Jimmy with the Samoan spike. There was Jay. It was Jay. And Jay was like, yo, what's going on? And, 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 and Solo pointed to his red chest where Jay had slapped him. So it was, this was, this was intriguing. This was intriguing. The Uso accelerated, but Solo was off. Um, this is a really good match. Uh, I, I didn't expect the Bloodline to win. And KO and Riddle shine. Uh, Sammy was kind of an afterthought through this match. But this is all about the story um, with Zayn forcing the decline of the bloodline. So even though the bloodline won their match, it was it, it's not over. Like their facial expressions, their nonverbal communication are so key in the tension with Solo. And like, how is the storyline still going on? I can't wait till Friday. This was just good, good stuff and finally our main event Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar um it I like this match but it felt out of place to close the show that makes sense um these two put on a really good match F5s crossroads uh there was blood and they didn't stop the match but this was this was this was this was good. Like, I could see Brock coming back from work because Cody won. Here's how Cody won. Brock had the Kimura locked in, but Cody uses momentum to reverse into a pin. One, two, three. So like Cody got the win. It's just it's just I feel like there could be more to this. Like the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match should have been the main event. And and you know after all of that after after Damien Priest and Bad Bunny after the Usos and you know and KO and them the the energy the emotion electricity was just down um so I, I it fell out of place and Cody left immediately after the match um and the camera really focused on Brock cause he he didn't he was off he can't believe he lost but there, there might be more. But Bad Bunny didn't appreciate the main event of the show. This was a good, good show. I can't rave enough about it. Um, placement being a little bit off, this was phenomenal. I want to see if the tie is going to turn with Bianca Belair. Because she's on SmackDown now. And she's on there with Charlotte. She's on there with Damage Control. She's on there with Asuka. It's stacked for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. But this was a fun, fun show. Everything was good. Um, I, I wanted more from the U.S. title match. But go check out this show. Uh, come back every Saturday for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. This Saturday's show, we will be doing... Um, I believe was looking at the NXT roster, getting her in a reboot from that. But always check me out every Saturday. Check out the High Risk Wrestling Podcast, movie TV reason to start getting those going up again. And get ready for something special else going on for the channel. But that is WWE 
backlash and what's just happening.